Celebrating 25 years of Jaguars football. The Saints, they alive, pending the extra point by John Kearney. And he missed. No! Oh my God! How could he do that? Jaguars Digital. Jaguars Digital. It's Wednesday, October 2nd. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by the Fields Auto Group. And now, Johnny O's personal valet since 1989, J.P. Shadrick. But I also know who's been enjoying Happy Hour already. Welcome in to Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the Fields Auto Group. We are digital. J.P. Shadrick. That's John Osier. That over there is Joe Fortunato. Thanks for being with us today, John. Have you figured out your chair yet? Are you? How are you today? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's kind of having some issues there. Got rock back and forth. Some issues. Some, oh, some issues. issues. Uh, well, I got issue on the brain. Everybody does. Yeah. Well, that's good stuff. We've got quite a show to get to today. The news of the day. We'll get to that coming up. Panthers week has started. The Jags and the Panthers coming up Sunday in Charlotte. Social media questions. If we get some coming in, we'll get to them. The bat signal has been sent out. We'll see if anybody responds. Yeah, uh, Uniform unveiling. Jimmy Luck will join us in studio. We'll get some players to watch. Chris Conley will join us with a guest to be named. All right. That'd be good. We'll see. Even if it's just Chris. Chris, Chris is, is great. Yeah. Chris is and everybody like Chris he's brought in has been, he's been great. Yeah, uh, we had Andrew Wingard last week, and uh, he was fantastic. Really good. All the guys have been good. So DJ Hayden the week before that. We can go down the whole list. Uh, we don't need to. <laughs> they were all good. They were all good. We'll see who he brings. We'll see who he surprises us with this week. That should be uh, a good one. Uh, let's get to the news of the day. I guess the, the biggest storyline that uh, nationally you'll see around this team is the Ramsey stuff mm-hmm. outside of the building. He did not practice again today. And Doug Marone said it's basically a day-to-day thing with Jalen. Um, what's, your, what's your guess here? Well, it, it's interesting to me, the Jalen thing, to see – Following it, what we all sort of know and feel up close compared to the national, the Twitter. And oftentimes what happens is over time, everything starts to feel like it's finally telling one story. And at first, this felt like different stories with people around here saying, well, trade, probably not. And nationally, trade, probably so. Well, today there were some stories that people nationally, Adam Schefter, people, you know, that it looks like Jalen won't be traded. Well, that's been my feeling for a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. ever since the first initial uh, brouhaha you know, went down. There's been an overall feeling of, hey, look, this thing's going to play out, but we're not in any hurry to trade him. We haven't gotten any deal that it, it blows away, and why not has been sort of the feeling around here. Well, uh, what's our hurry to trade him? Um, so I think what's going to happen is what I started uh, sort of thinking and saying last week. Jalen's not getting traded during the season. I don't know what's going to happen in the offseason. Uh, the back thing, by the way, is real. Everybody, mm-hmm. you know, rolls their eyes, and I get why they roll their eyes because he has created a atmosphere of skepticism. But the back thing is real. He didn't play Wednesday, uh, Sunday because of the back. It, it's still real. But over time, I think we'll be it. It'll be proven out that when he is healthy, he will play, mm-hmm. and I expect him to play out of what uh, twelve games left. I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. But I think that will be proven out uh, uh, to where he'll play when healthy and probably sure. play 10 or 11 more games this year. Yeah, it's a, we've said this a lot about him, and we know him from the building. We don't mm-hmm. you know, have, have dinner with him or any of that kind of Except stuff. Except Max. Max, it might. Right. It's different on our crew here. Uh, but my point is that as much as we know him around the building, he doesn't seem like the guy to just sit out out of spite. You know, well, I, there's, there's something real there. If he's really yeah. going to sit out and miss his first ever football game ever, you know, he, right? Um, he, I would think he's would a football player beyond anything else that you know about Jalen. That, and he's a different guy. So reading him is difficult. Figuring out what he's thinking is difficult. I think it's by design. I think he likes that. But you don't doubt that he loves to play, and I've never doubted that he wants to be great. He wants to be known as the best cornerback in football. I, I'm sure somewhere inside he'd like to be known as the best quarterback, uh, best cornerback of all time. That's and he, he works to that end. Well, you don't do that if you don't play. 
And I don't, I think he likes to win. And I think this thing going on right now is a, it is a positive thing right now. Yeah. I think we've overthought it to the degree, probably based on some of the things he's done and forgotten that he's under contract. Mm -hmm. He's under contract for two or three more years. He's a, he's a Jaguar. He's played well in the past. Um, I just think in, in a few weeks, this may be looked back at as a, I don't say blip because it's too big to be a blip, but it's something that's in the past and removing away from it and wondering why it got to be such a big deal in the short term. Now, I have no idea what's going to happen next offseason, but for this year, 12 games, I'd be surprised if he doesn't play 10. Why not? Yeah, and play well and be be as much a part of it as he's always been. The thing about Jalen is he's not team leader guy. He's not... Rally the the guy that everybody's yeah, right. following. Yeah. He he's a cornerback, sort of a hired gun, if you will, to, to point out that he's alienated from teammates. But it's not, it's not like he's leading the charge in the locker room and setting the tone by by things he says. He's a great player who I believe will play great for this team over the last three months of the season, and that's what I have to say about it. And we'll see. <laughs> Thanks, Forrest. <laughs> um, so we'll, um, we'll see what happens day to day here. You know, uh, it'll be, a, uh, as Doug Marone said, that'll be how it goes this week with the back issue with Jalen Ramsey. Another you know, one. Uh, all yes. that said on Jalen, I have no idea if he'll, he'll play Sunday because no. the back thing is real. Right. You just don't know. So see how roll your eyes or? all you want, but that's why it's happening right now. That's right. Uh, Gardner Minshew walked into his press conference today after practice, walked on the practice field with a brace on that knee that was hit in the Denver game. He said it's fine. He said it you know, after the game. He said it's just football stuff. Don't worry about it. Had some ice on it after the game. He said it's not, you know, it's a little abnormal to have it. He's not used to it. But, hey, he's playing through it and going out there and, and playing. So he was on the practice field today, Gardner Minshew. Yeah, I think it's probably worse than he's letting on. I think it's something that he'll be able to play through because he played through the other day. And, uh, I mean, he's obviously Superman, JP, so he can do anything. Why not? Right? I mean, Add this to the list. At this point, I'm convinced that if he had to carry the leg out in, like, a guitar case and play on one leg, <laughs> that he would find a way to do it because Minshew made him. And he'd throw a touchdown. And, and yeah, right. I'm being obviously way overreacting, but, but he's a tough kid. He's got a magic to him. He played the other day uh, with the knee. It's it's not like a high ankle sprain where you play through adrenaline with a knee. You know, if it had been bad enough to keep him out this week, I think it would have kept him out of that game last week in the, at the end. But he is, uh, yeah, you know, we could uh, fill the entire show with uh, superlatives. But beyond everything else, smart. He, he's obviously tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would be surprised if he doesn't play on Sunday, and I'd be surprised at this point if he didn't play well. He's done everything you can ask of him so far. I mean, he's he's done it in different situations, rallied his team down the, the stretch in Houston when he had to, and the offense hadn't done anything all day. Of course, the big win against Tennessee, and then you saw what happened in, in Denver on Sunday, and he, and he did it getting hit 12 times in that mm-hmm. game. So taking a lot of shots, still making throws um, that a lot of people, a lot of skeptics in the draft thought he might not be able to make in the NFL. He's making those throws. And he made a lot of them on one leg on the last drive last week. So we'll see if he can carry that momentum. I, I found his answer to your question today, John, interesting when you asked him, how do you you know, separate mm-hmm. the mania from the football? And he seems like he's got it pretty compartmentalized. Like he has a, a pretty good way to go about that. Well, that's what I wanted to do in the locker room today. I, I wanted to ask Gardner about that, and I expect with Gardner, Gardner is is a professional quarterback in this sense. He knows how to handle the media. He knows he's going to go in there. He's going to make three or four uh, Minshew mania jokes, uh, self depreciating mustache jokes. Everybody's going to laugh, and it's great. But when you actually ask him about anything sort of real uh, about the other team, he's going to he's going to give the proper quarterback answer. He's going to th- say things professionally. So he said, yeah, I keep the mania stuff separate. He's aware that it's out there. You can't not be aware, but that that's all what goes on on the field um, or uh, what goes on outside the locker room. Yeah. What was interesting to me, I talked to uh, James O'Shaughnessy, uh, Chris Conley, uh, DJ Chark about him in the locker room, and O'Shaughnessy was really interesting. In the, and he said, what's really impressive about him is he said, when I came into the league, meaning I, O'Shaughnessy, came into the league, he said, 
I had trouble staying late to work on to work extra because I was so overwhelmed by being in the NFL and everything that was going on around him. Yeah. For this guy to be able to do this as a quarterback with everything a quarterback has to take in and with everything that's going on around him and still work the extra and get what you need out of that work. It's one thing to stay and watch film. It's another thing to get what you need out of the work right. and be productive Without in that environment. Without spinning your wheels. Um, he said it's truly remarkable, and it's a big reason why he's able to have the success that he has. Uh, the superlatives in every area in terms of preparation, what it takes to play quarterback in this league. Some guys come into this league, J.P., they're quarterbacks, but they don't understand what it takes to play the position well, meaning film study, preparation, the whole package. Uh, again, I was around it with Peyton for 10 years, and he knew what he had to do every minute of the day to get to a preparation level of Sunday. I don't want to put Minshew in that category because that's Hall of Fame stuff, but he's got those traits. He's got that ability to prepare, and when you hear people around the building talk about him, it's like they're talking about an eighth-year guy. Uh, at the quarterback position, you've been doing this a while now. Mm -hmm. At the quarterback position, hearing that about a rookie and seeing the results of it, it's ultra rare. We haven't see, I haven't seen it here, Yeah, you know, honestly. It's, and we've had first-round quarterbacks and everything here. And the fact you know? that he, you, know, you asked about his arm strength. He's shown in three games arm strength. Maybe he doesn't have the most powerful arm. But he made the throw to Didi the yes, other day. Huge. When you can make that throw, that's the throw you got to be able to make. He made it somehow, so he's got it. Yeah. Uh, physically, I'm not sure there's anything he can't do. And when you make that statement, the fact that he's so good in the lock, I don't have anything to make me think that he's not going to be really, really good for a long time. And boy, nobody was saying that a month ago. No, I mean, it's unbelievable. They, they thought he wouldn't be on the roster. Well, you know, yeah, it's it's uh, the way he played in preseason. So <laughs> funny how it works, right? <laughs> it's really funny. You know, I'm interested tomorrow, and I'm sure oh, he didn't. I don't think he spoke today in the <laughs> locker room. I had to leave a little bit, uh, but Leonard Fournette usually speaks on Thursdays, mm -hmm. I think. And I'm curious to see his approach coming off of a monster game. Finally, after having some struggles early in the season, not struggles, but being a little frustrated, I guess, is the way he would say it. The first few weeks of the season, being on the field all the time, not really breaking through the a breakout game. Well, he finally did that in the second half, especially last week. Can he carry that onto the season here? Can can he maintain that? Maybe not to that level. I mean, I get it that, you know, 225 mm -hmm. yards is a big ask. Second best day in franchise history, but... Can this offense, can he continue that running game momentum that they had in the second half? Uh, because when that thing was rolling, mm -hmm. there was really no way to stop it for Denver. Yeah, I don't know that they're going to have that – I mean, obviously not that level of, of, of production, but I think they're still going to have some ups and downs with the running game because it felt – it doesn't feel like the offensive line, with all the penalties and all the all the up and downness of the offensive line so far, they were fantastic – Pass blocking against Tennessee and bad run blocking. They reversed it against uh, Denver. With that sort of inconsistency, until you see a consistent couple of weeks, mm -hmm. I think you have to assume that it will be inconsistent. What hasn't been inconsistent is what we've seen out of number 27 in terms of approach, uh, preparation, how he's handled himself even when asked, there was a lot made of the frustration comment last mm -hmm. week, and I got some people in the Ozone asking me, well, he, he's frustrated. Shouldn't he point the finger at himself? And, I, and I, was, I, I was around him when he made that comment. He was not pointing a finger Correct. in frustration. That's right. He was just saying, yes, it's frustrating not to be able to run because that's what I do. But his immediate comment afterward, and the context of that was, it's frustrating because he thought they were close. It's frustrating because there was the ability to do it. It's frustrating because the group hadn't had a chance because of injuries to play together during the preseason, so it was still coming together. There was frustration of not producing, right. not anger at not somebody not doing his job. Or, right, yeah, so he's um, – I said it last week. 
for a guy who has been criticized for all that he has not been off the field and all of the missteps, it is ultra impressive to see how he is carrying himself. I'm assuming that is falling over into preparation. Uh, and he, he's really been good in all four games, uh, including the Tennessee game. Mm-hmm. Doug made the point after the Tennessee game, his yards per carry has been up all year. He hasn't had opportunity at times to do what running backs need to do, which is to get enough carries to make that look big. But he's been very good all year, and I don't see any reason beyond health why that's going to change. Well, I guess we're going to talk kickers now. I can't wait for that. We have to. He's the AFC Special Teams Player of the Week, Josh Lambeau. And, you know, he's been perfect this year, to be quite honest, obviously, with the numbers. He was perfect again on Sunday, the four for four on field goals, a couple extra points. And, of course, the game winner, which uh, he told me in the locker room today that he felt confident from 60 to 63 in Denver. Now, he could have got it there. Now, how accurate it would have been, he didn't know. Swirling wind. But that's the distance he felt comfortable with in Denver at elevation with the wind swirling and everything. Fortunately, there was not a penalty at the end of the game to make it closer to that, and they got further down the Mm -hmm. field and everything happened, and uh, he drilled a 33-yarder. So – He's rolling right now, man. It's it's easy to overlook kickers because there's not a lot to say about them. When I'm writing, there's not a lot to write about them. Either they make it or they miss it. And it and it and it's not a very interesting topic. Lambo's an interesting kid, but <laughs> right. not a very interesting topic. Sure. Uh, so it's easy to forget. Um, it's truly a position where the, you only talk about them when they are struggling. Uh, his consistency since he got here has truly been remarkable, and I don't pay enough attention to it. I think, I think a lot of people miss it at times. When they were driving, once they got to about the 30, uh, I've got three or four stories that I work on during the game for Jaguars.com, and I have to write them during the game because of the deadline, mm-hmm. and they've got to be up. Uh, I started writing them. Once they got to the 30, I was writing win in all of the stories and changing everything with no worries that I'd be changing it after the game. Right. never occurred to me that he'd miss. Right, he's so perfect. So thank him. I should thank him because, boy, the 10 minutes after the game would have been difficult if he'd shanked that. <laughs> no doubt and, and I know that's what he was concerned about. Which is interesting. you know. And I asked him today, are there, you know, in a, in a day like that where the wind's swirling yeah. and it's elevation? Do Tougher you... kick than people, right. I think, thought going into it. And do you I asked him do you change your approach on different distances or different places? Do you change your swing? Do you change I'm not a kicker, the technical terms I was awful with, but he cleaned it up a little bit. And he said he he did change the way he struck the ball a mm-hmm. couple of times with the wind to make the ball spin more and stay straighter. Right. Um, which is was interesting. And that some kickers have different approaches on a lot right. of different kicks. He doesn't. He keeps his swing and everything the same no matter the kick. If it's 50, if it's 20, if it's an extra point, whatever right. it is. But he decided to change it up a little bit because of the wins. And I would assume some of that is having been a soccer That's right. goalie. Yeah. He probably has been in that environment to experiment with it at times. Uh, that's about all I have to say about it. <laughs> That's right. Hey, let's come, let's come back then <laughs> on that note. Uh, we'll come back. We'll preview the Carolina Panthers, and we'll pick some players to watch for the Jaguars a little bit later. Jimmy Luck in studio, the head equipment manager with the uniform unveiling. What will the Jags wear in Carolina on Sunday? And then Chris Conley, Jaguars wide receiver with a guest from the locker room. That'll come up a little bit later. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group on the Jaguars Digital Network. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters. Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars fans, football season is heating up, and there's no better place to cool off on game day than the Exalta Spa Cabanas at TIAA Bank Field. Host up to 50 of your closest friends, family, and colleagues for a -a one-of-a-kind waterfront experience. Take a dip in the luxurious Exalta Spa. 
Enjoy the game from relaxing lounge furniture and indulge in all-inclusive food and beverage. Go to checkers.com slash group tickets or call 904-633-2000 and book your cabana today. At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates. Saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Join the Jaguars to celebrate the NFL's 100th anniversary and the Jaguars' 25th season Saturday, October 12th for the For the Love of Football Fan Fest, powered by Miller Electric. From 1 to 7.30 p.m., you'll enjoy inflatables, photo opportunities. Jags legends will be there. John, I didn't know you were going to that. I am. You're a Jags legend. I'm going with these five people, too. (laughs) Roar Free Cheer Clinic as well. Uh, All at Daily's Place. Register at jaguars.com slash fan fest. It's like fun. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, that bunch. Yeah, look at that. So you can enjoy it with them. (laughs) Yeah, I will, yes. I will be there. They're going to carry you like they're carrying Jackson. (laughs) Those are my kind of people. (laughs) Fun, young. Right up your alley. Fit. (laughs) (laughs) Staying off your lawn all at the same time. That's right. Uh, The Carolina Panthers are 2-2, and and it's a a weirdly similar feel in Mm -hmm. Carolina because of their quarterback situation with Cam Newton down with a foot issue for who knows how long. He... Uh, said he hit it or didn't tell the full extent of how bad it was. So Kyle Allen's come in and won two football games for them. Well, he, it helps he has Christian McCaffrey on the offensive side to lead the league in rushing and yards from scrimmage and uh, is just a pest more than anything all day long on that offensive side. And their defense is very, very good, obviously. Pass rush among the leaders in sacks in the league. Um, Mario Addison has five and a half. That's third most in the NFL. They've hit the quarterback more than any other defense in the league this year. So they get home on defense. They, they are dangerous in spots on offense and they're doing enough to get a couple of wins. They went down to Houston last week and snuck away with that 16 to 10 win against the Houston Texans. So it's another road game. It's a, a, a team with some, some talent mm-hmm. on this group. Yeah. I mean, I, if I'm picking this game, I pick the Panthers. I would be pleasantly surprised if the Jaguars won, not because the Jaguars aren't a team playing well, but because the Panthers right now are doing things to bother the Jaguars. They're rushing the quarterback well. That was clearly an issue last week. They're uh, playing at home, and it, they are a balanced team that plays smart. Uh, if the Jaguars commit penalties, uh, the Panthers will take advantage of it. And uh, Christian McCaffrey is is a tough out. He, he's on third down. If this team gets Panthers into difficult situations, he is a great bailout who can create things in space. Uh, that, I think it'll be close, but if, if you look at what the Panthers have done, they went on the road twice, beat a Houston team that's really good, very similar to the Jaguars. Uh, when Cam Newton was hurt, the obvious theme was, oh, well, the, uh, the Jaguars are going to play a team with a backup quarterback, and that means they ought to go beat Carolina. This is not an ought-to-go-beat game. For the Jaguars. This is if if they go get it, it's a big win coming back home. I think it's tough. Yeah, it's tough with going up there, no doubt. Um, you come, if you get it though, you're three and two coming back, right? Um, and then you're set up for the Saints coming in. That's a tough game, obviously. Mm-hmm. Even with Drew Brees out, we're looking ahead a little bit here, but um, it's a tough one, tough road game against a, a very good football team, even still in Carolina. Um, Luke Keekley has been in this for a long time now, and He's got to be right there among the best linebackers in mm-hmm. football. He's right there at the top. Yeah, he's a guy the Jaguars came really close to drafting uh, back when he was drafted. It seems like forever ago. I think it was, I think it was 12, 13. 2012, yeah. Uh, uh, there were people in the building who really liked him, which is an easy call because he, there was so much to like. Uh, it's interesting. He's been a guy who, who the last couple of years has almost been forgotten a little bit because he's had some injuries. Uh, because there was talk for a while with the, with the concussions of wondering how long he would play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, Doug mentioned earlier in the week, uh, pro, you know, a, a wall of honor type guy, Hall of Fame type guy. He's a Hall of Fame level talent. He He's a position defining in his era uh, kind of talent. And 
he's there's not that many guys in, in, in the league from the middle linebacker spot anymore who define the defense, who take over games, who are why their defense is really, really good. Uh, he's one of those guys. More than him right now, though, they really rush the passer well. They, 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 they rush it consistently. Uh, they're, it, they're a lot like the Jaguars on many, many fronts. I mean, I, I think Keekly is what Miles Jack aspires to be, meaning that really, really smart, can make plays from the middle of the field guy, can anticipate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keekly's the gold standard at that position right now, or has been for what? For the last five, seven you know, years or six, so. Six, seven really. years. So, yeah. Five-time uh, first-team All-Pro. I yeah, mean, that's, that's legit. That's special stuff. Let's look at the AFC South standings. Of course, uh, it's a four-way tie at two and two atop the division. The Jaguars, though, officially are in third because they have the division loss. Houston and Indy do not have one yet. But, you know, this week, you're looking at the schedule this week. John, the Falcons go into Houston to face the Texans, right? Um, let's see. Falcons let's are down. desperate. They which, are. They need to win. Which makes them very dangerous because if the Falcons lose, they're 1-4 and four almost out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a game the Falcons could win. The Bills are at the Titans this week, so the Bills are playing some good football, really. And, and who can figure out Tennessee? Out of all the teams in know. the division, they're the toughest to figure out. Uh, the Jaguars – uh, are playing well, won two in a row. Tennessee's gone places, lost. They've won games they ought to lose. I mean, it's it, it's been very strange. And I think the Colts, uh, they're, they're at, playing prime time. They're at the Chiefs. Yeah, so Sunday I mean, night. Uh, you know, you you assume right now that games against the Chiefs are L's. So you would think that we'd come back to the pack a little bit on the Jaguars with that one. So, uh. It's so early to be talking about the rest of the division in terms of who they play week to week. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, the Jaguars have a schedule in front of them between now and London that you would think they should be no worse than five and four. To me, the Jaguars' goal is make that six and three and come back from London with a division in your grasp. We're not going to talk about that as a goal, but that's a, an achievable thing right now. Uh, five and four would be what you ought to get. Mm-hmm. Six and three is what. Uh, if you got it, boy, would you feel good. And I probably would have predicted that when Foles got hurt. Oh, yeah, of course. Everybody did, yeah. right? I mean, that was the easy one. Yes. Um, if Now, here's the question that's going to be asked. Once that happens, if that happens, if they're 5-4 and four mm-hmm. or 6-3 and three coming into the bye week after the London game against Houston, does the quarterback stay in? Well, there's, there's a lot to that, obviously. Yeah, there's two answers. One is that, look, it's 2-2 two and two right now, and there's still five games to go. You know, I mentioned you got hit a lot the other day. Uh, considering that they've both been banged up by this point, it could be good to have two going forward, all that stuff. Uh, but you ask the question, you ask it in a vacuum. I sure wouldn't pull them right now if Foles came no, back. I, and if they, it's, I, I think they might now because it's tough, though, right? I it, mean, it's, it's really uh, tough. He's playing good ball. It would be tough now if – if it's five and four, I mean, if it's six and three, there's no way to me that you pull them. And I get that if it, if the decision makers were in here right now, they'd be saying, ah, this is not even a factor. This is not what this is. But at some point, you have to acknowledge what this guy has done, the level that teammates believe in him. The tricky thing is, like, I was talking to uh, Joe Person, who covers the Panthers for the Athletic, mm-hmm. and he made the point with Cam Newton, look, this has been Cam's team for a long time. There's belief in the locker room. There's, there's commitment with the coaching staff of who this guy is, what he means to this franchise. Uh, Foles is respected among the players, respected among the coaches, but there's also the bottom line that even with what you paid him, all that stuff, he's played 11 play. There's not really this in-the-blood commitment mm-hmm. knowing that he is the franchise and what would it look without him and how could you do this to this man. So I think it's, it, it's about as wide open as it could be, which sounds absolutely insane considering what we're talking about on August 27th. It really is. But I, I, it's I, true. I think just realistically, they may go with Foles and say, hey, it was never, it was never a consideration. We had to go with Foles. Uh, I just don't think if Minshew continues to play this well, you cannot ignore the magic. Yeah, the Minshew the, magic. The Minshew magic. 
That's right. I thought you were going to pull out the mustache. Yeah, I bought the uh, um, headband. Because Jimmy Luck's here. He gave yeah. me a headband a couple weeks ago. So. Yeah, we're going to come back in a moment. And Jimmy Luck will join us for the uniform unveiling. Oh, Didn't man. You That's something else now. It is. It is. It is something else. Um, so, coming up, Jimmy Luck, we'll uh, get our players to watch here in just a little bit. Uh, busy schedule at Daly's Place. Zach Brown coming October 17th. This is Zach Brown, of course. Chicago, October 18th. Young Thug and Machine Gun Kelly, October 19th. Tickets at dailysplace.com. We'll unveil the uniforms that will match John's headband when we come back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the Fields Auto Group and the Jaguars Digital Network. She's answered by the taillights. Shining through the window pane. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters. Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Take home a delicious game day win with free delivery from Mellow Mushroom, powered by DoorDash. Their signature stone-baked pizzas, sandwiches, and Mellow Munchies are the perfect play to score big with your family and friends. Order online at order.mellowmushroom.com and don't forget to follow on Facebook where the Roar of the Jaguars will make a special delivery to one lucky fan during every away game. Place your order today and get the taste that's deliciously Duval. Pinpoint, the official signage partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, helps business decision makers like you maximize the impact of their brand. Your company's identification, advertising, and even the words you use make an impression on your clients. With Pinpoint as your coach, you can make sure it's a good impression. Pinpoint provides the creative design and production services for anything you need to enhance your brand, from custom signage to complete marketing solutions. Step up your game with Pinpoint and create the ultimate brand experience for your clients. Visit experiencepinpoint.com. We're back. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group. J.P. Shadrick, John Osier. That music each week means it's Jimmy Luck time. Yep, I'm here. Here we are. What's up, man? Not much. Just hanging in there. A little tired still. We got back late Monday and... Yeah, a little flight delay. Got back late. Stayed up working, but hey, it we're here now. It does stick with you the older you get, too. Then. Oh yeah, there's no doubt. No, I mean, I, I, I'm still recovering from. Because you guys, what, the team landed at 3 a.m. or something, right? 3:30 Eastern. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was around three, and then we come back and work for a couple hours yeah. after we get back. So, but it was On good. An Players were off like that. Days. When do you guys? Ra- I mean, I guess you never wrap up, but when are you done with enough? that you can get out of there after a 4 o'clock get home? Um, I think everybody kind of went home around um, around 5.30 or 6. Okay. I stayed for a little bit and did some stuff and then took a little nap on the couch. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's what we got to do to get it done. <laughs> so, right. There's another game this week. Here it comes. It's uh, 1 o'clock Sunday. They're going <laughs> to tee right. it up and show Jimmy didn't it. need your stinking sympathy. No, apparently not. He's <laughs> a tough guy. Well, what's no. the hat today? We got crucial catch this month. October is uh, Crucial Catch Month, so this is the uh, the hat us and the Panthers will be wearing. Cool. And a lot of teams around the league will, will do it this week, starting this week, all month. Very cool, man. So ours is our road game, and then uh, I believe it's the Jets game is our home Crucial Catch game. Okay. Same hat for each one. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's great, yep. Very cool. All right. So uh, Jags and the Panthers, mm-hmm. I'm, I, you know, this would be a fun one to have throwbacks. You know, both teams came in the league together. 25 mm-hmm. years ago. Maybe the idea to, guy over here. You know, that would have been good to know yeah. about a year ago. Right. Nobody <laughs> asked me, though. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Comes up with the idea on the, uh, Thursday before. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, let's right. just, do that. Just, yeah, come on, let's just make them, right? It's not that hard. But, that, you know, as a kid, I remember the, the old ones, mm-hmm. right? The old original uniforms. And I, I do believe this is Carolina's, um, they're like, uh, I don't know what they call it. Uh, good color rush? No, no, not color rush. Um, throwback? No, not throwback. Alternate. <laughs> no, it's Purple. like a, no, it's where, where we you know the first game we wore the white stuff, the not the centennial, but like I don't know, everybody was celebrating like your uh, your classic game. Ours is uh, the Saints. 
Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, I see. That. Like that. Your, your anniversary game, I think, is or something like that. Got I it. Like, I, don't, I, didn't, I hadn't referred to my big chart, which says what every week is yet. That's all right. So. Well, that's cool. That's, that should be this game. Carolina Jacksonville, 25th. There you go. I didn't even thought of that. Until it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> makes a lot of sense. So, Jimmy Luck, are you ready to unveil the uniform? Yep, we're ready to do it. All right, let's see. What will the Jags right. wear this Sunday in Carolina? So, we had, uh, we're going to go with the black pants. Okay. And since we had some good luck with it, we're going to run it back with the same uniform as last week. I like with it. With our running back. You, go, you see what I did there? Yeah, I running back with the running back. White over black for the Jaguars in Carolina, and hopefully Leonard Fournette. Keep uh, it rolling. Big rolls, yeah, get in the end zone this time. That'd be nice. But, boy, the 225 was nice last week to see that running game going, and uh, that was a huge, huge piece of that game, man. It really was. Um, so there you go. Leonard yeah. Fournette. Nice choice. Today. Right, appreciate it. Way to go. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, thanks a lot. We'll talk to you down the line here. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks for having Jimmy, me. Jimmy, thank you, buddy. Head yep. equipment manager, Jimmy Luck, <laughs> with us each and every Wednesday. To unveil the Jaguars uniforms, white over black. Look at that. Is that wrapping paper? Or is that a backdrop for an interview? I don't know. But uh, that's what the Jags will be wearing in Carolina at Bank of America Stadium this Sunday. We'll pick our players to watch when we come back. Also, Chris Conley, Jaguars wide receiver, joins us in studio. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group on the Jaguars Digital Network. can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters, Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. The Jags have launched a new mobile app and secured digital ticketing. The all-new official Jags app features exclusive content, enhanced game day alerts, and much more. Look for secured digital ticketing this year at TIAA Bank Field. Screenshots of tickets are no longer allowed. Download or update the official Jacksonville Jaguars app on Apple and Android devices. An uh, epic mustache, by the way. Jim Croce. Living in L.A. with my best old ex-friend. Right? Right. A guy she said she knew where J.P. but sometimes hated. For all the kids out there, listen. You used to not have a mobile phone. You had to write down numbers on like pieces of paper. Seven-digit numbers and write them down and sometimes in a matchbook. And there's a yeah. book of matches to light cigarettes. Well, isn't that things. the way they say it goes? <laughs> That's right. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> Welcome back. This is Jaguars Happy Jim Croce, Hour. by the way, for those right. who don't know it. Huh? No doubt. Way to go, John. Uh, Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group. Chris Conley coming up. The uh, receivers are in meetings. When those meetings are done, they will join us out with a special guest. We'll uh, find out who arrives with Chris today. The mystery guest. I like that, though. Put a little like shadow over the face with a question mark. I like that idea. So that's kind of what we're dealing guy. with today. Yep. I like it. Um, so we've, we're going to hold off on uh, when Chris gets here. Obviously, we'll talk uh, ball with those guys. Uh, we're going to pick our players to watch. We do right. this every week. Yes, it's a staple of sorts of this program now. Uh, players to watch. You know, it used to be deep down the roster, but we're not there yet. We're not there at all yet. 
we're picking guys to watch in this game. And, John, would you like to start us off? Sure. I'll go uh, my first choice. I don't know if this is the right graphic or not, but uh, DJ Chark, Jr. Um, for all the talk about Minshew, which is warranted, uh, I think the most improved guy on this roster, biggest impact, biggest uh, uh, surprise maybe to outsiders, is uh, DJ Chark. How close he was to having a touchdown catch in every game so far this year. He's got three, uh, should have had a fourth last week. Um, he is on his way to being a one, to being a big-time player. There's still some consistency, so I think, I think he would tell you would like to be more productive throughout each game. He's making big plays. Would like to be a little more uh, reliable, more of a go-to guy in big third-down situations consistently. But you know what? That's nitpicking. That's coming. Uh, I, I think if the Jaguars are going to win this game, they're going to need some explosion offensively that maybe they didn't have last week. They relied on the running game last week. I think they're going to need Gardner to step away from the rush a few times, get some big plays downfield. Uh, DJ Chark's the guy who can do that. And he's been a remarkable story this year. It's been overshadowed, I think, because of Ramsey and Minshew. He's been great. Yeah, He's been great. He's always been great to um, to talk to about mm-hmm. ball, and he has a good focus on the game and understanding of, of everything going on. But it's finally showing up on the field this yeah. year. And when you have the quarterback that can put it on the right spot for him mm-hmm. like that, and, and he can go up and get it, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to see. It really is. And uh, starting to get some consistency production in the last couple of drafts, too, when you think about it. You know, you've got chart producing this year's draft class – is is uh, producing in a big way. Sure. Uh, almost without people uh, watching a little bit, you're starting to see the guys who are going to be the core of this team in a couple of years, uh, and that's encouraging. Maybe Minshew. Maybe so. Ah. Um, see, I did that. Defensively. Yeah. Um, you've got the quarterback of the defense. Uh, Miles Jack, and uh, I don't want to say it's a big game because Keekley's on the other side. That's you know a little trite, but. Uh, they are going to need him to play well, to be aware because of the presence of uh, McCaffrey. If, if you, I would think that Miles will be responsible for him in, in, in uh, coverage some. Uh, with McCaffrey, if, if you lose sight of him, he is going to get 12 yards on the play and maybe more. He's a guy who can turn a short pass, third and seven into 12 yards very easily, consistently. Uh, he also is a guy that in space, as Doug mentioned today, very dangerous. Miles will need to not just have a good game, he'll need to make exceptional plays, I think, for this team to win this game Sunday. I like it. DJ Chark Jr. and Miles Jack, your two choices today. Here are mine. Cam Robinson is my first choice on the offensive line. You know, this is a, a team that ran the football well last week, of course. The uh, quarterback got hit a bit, of course. They rallied and won the game, and Cam's still kind of coming back from the knee issues, plural, that he's had over the last year or so. Uh, You know, and he's worked his way back. He played half the snaps in week three, played the full game in Denver. We all saw what happened at the end of the game. He got all frustrated with the other side and uh, how that kind of spilled over to the sideline a little bit. They they need him to really play well again Mm -hmm. this week, and I think he has a big piece of what they do in the running game because he's a really good run blocker and can finish guys and do that kind of thing when he's really on. Very good run blocker. I think he was a big reason why they ran well last week, even though he struggled against uh, pass protection. So keep that up, but then obviously when you're in passing situations this week, this is a group that can get to the quarterback. So imperative for him to have a huge game this week. Cam Robinson is my first one. Quincy Williams would be my second. We're picking linebackers today. You picked Miles Jack. I picked Quincy. Uh, For pretty much the same reason. Who's going to cover McCaffrey and where and which side of the – where is he on the field? Who can keep up with the guy? I asked Quincy in the locker room today, who's really playing pretty well this year, right, for a rookie. Mm -hmm. Oh, not even for a rookie. He's playing well. Um, How do you approach a different style running back? Like if Derrick Henry's coming to see you, you approach tackling a little different. He's a mm-hmm. downhill, straightforward runner. You just go hit the guy and don't let him get loose. Well, with McCaffrey, he could line up anywhere. He could line up at right wide receiver. He can, He's shifty. He can move. And then once he breaks through, he's super quick. So you got to have a, multiple guys get to him, and you can't just go for the home run hit because he'll shake by you and, and get past you for a huge game. So that was an interesting thought from Quincy today. Yeah, McCaffrey's a dangerous guy for Quincy because he's a pursuit guy, uh, likes to run and hit, and he will need to be aware 
which for a guy playing in his fifth game, that will be his challenge. And I, 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 he'll do well with it, yeah. but that will be his challenge. Yeah, and, and last week he compared it a little bit to Lindsey last week, the, the mm-hmm. similar style. Not quite the same. I mean, Lindsey's they're, – they're closer. They're not Derrick Henry, let's put mm-hmm. it that way. So uh, the routes – covering routes out of yeah. the backfield and stuff. That was a, a little bit of a hiccup for Quincy last week, he mm-hmm. said. And he expects something similar this week with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I get the idea. It won't be nearly as much one guy trying to stop Christian McCaffrey. It'll be – it takes a village type thing this week. With yeah, him sure. Because uh, he's so good at making people miss that players on other assignments will have to be at least partially aware of, of, of uh, McCaffrey this weekend. All right, our uh, weekly – co-host is walking into the studio as we speak jaguars wide receiver chris conley joins us each and every week on this program and he's got a very special guest with him today Uh, he's very special guest cam robinson joins us chris good to see you first off welcome to your show thank you thank you it's good to be back and it's great to be joined by the ever so talented cam robinson it's a large human being man i don't think we've had anybody that big in this seat this year I've been here before, so <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> You're right. I mean, this year though, yeah, I'm, without I'm, I'm him, new to it this year. Welcome in, guys. I appreciate nice it, man. Yeah, no, it's good to be here. Good to be back. Good to be here after uh, kind of a, a close win, but a win nonetheless makes it a little bit better. Uh, you know, coming in here and talking to everybody. Those are fun, though, right? I mean, you're two deficits in the second half on the road. I mean, that's tough to do in this league. It is, and it's also tough to hold the ball for almost 11 minutes. In really this tough. And so uh, really, really impressive uh, work by the offense and the offensive line. Uh, why we have Cam in here today to get a little insights from him into offensive line play from that game. But they, they were lights out in that second half. It had been a while, Cam, since you guys got the running game going like that. You've been wanting to do that for a long time. Uh, what was the key? Oh, I think it was just that we just kept chipping. Early on, we came out and we weren't we weren't as crisp as we wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some penalties. We had um, – I think it was just penalties. I think we had a couple ME's too that was kind of keeping us from um, clicking on all cylinders, especially in the run game. So, uh, we went into halftime and we kind of just um, made some adjustments. We really wanted to lock in on what we were trying to do. So, uh, we were able to be a little more successful, a lot more successful in the second half. It was a big focus all week, though. I mean, I, I know I asked you about it the week leading up to it and asking Leonard about it. When's the run game going to get going? How do you guys do it? It's almost like you guys had heard enough about that, right? I mean, that, this is what you guys do well is run the football. I mean, yeah, that too. I mean, and I think a lot of it is the, we finally have um, one unit kind of working together. I mean, just throughout the preseason and early on in the season, we had, we you know we were dealing with injuries. We, we kind of had guys rotating in, but I think what's huge for an offensive line is when you can kind of all play together and you can kind of start to form that that camaraderie. And you, you know, you want to ultimately be moving as one. Nice. That was, that was a great time for them to be moving as one. Because we, really, we had a little bit of struggles going on in the past game and obviously needed the run game to pick us up as an offense. And not only did they pick us up, but they carried us. They really carried us into that that fourth quarter. Uh, and then we were able to get some pass plays on that last drive when we needed it. But really the run game is what set that up. And how tricky has that been? Maybe for both of you guys, You know, this was a new scheme anyway coming in. Mm-hmm. You had Flip coming in. It was designed around foals a lot, and now all of a sudden you're still trying to get continuity on the line and doing it with a new quarterback, with a new coordinator. To get any production in this environment is good, but I guess where are you in terms of the development of the offense and how difficult has it been with these circumstances? I think this offense is in a place where uh, we've gained some confidence moving uh, the ball and, and finding some success and scoring. But there's so much more that this offense is capable of. Mm-hmm. I think if you ask anyone who's in that meeting room uh, watching the film of the performance that we put on tape this past Sunday and thinking about us moving forward, I don't think any one single guy will say that this offense has made it or that it has even tipped any of its potential. I think that there are a lot of points that we've left out there, uh, a lot of points that we could put on the board. I think our time of possession can be even better uh, than it's been. 39? Uh, I think it can be. I <laughs> wow. think it can be even better. Okay. Uh, Cam's you know, over here going. Really? If we if cool we man. get if we get some key first downs, yeah. and we left a lot of third right. downs on the field, you know we're still not doing great on converting third downs. If we get better in that aspect, our time of possession goes up even more, mm-hmm. and some of the points that we opportunities that we get for points, it's it's even greater. So you know that's just some of the stuff that you got to think about. This offense can be better than it has been. 
Cam's like, give me some oxygen or something over nah, here. Right? Nah, 60 I, minute I, man. I, I definitely needed some oxygen out there. One drive. <laughs> one drive. I think it was 18 play drive. Yeah. I definitely, yeah, I was over there sucking wind. So. It's a tough one. But uh, once you guys are rolling like that, though, if you're on the field and you, you've got the momentum and you're, you're dominating the line of scrimmage, that's that's the one you want to stay out there. Yeah, no, most definitely. While, while you're on the field, you don't notice it as much because, I mean, you're moving the ball and you want to keep, you want to keep um, doing what you're doing. But once you get to the sideline and you sit down, it's kind of like, Hey, <laughs> how many plays was that? But no, it's always fun when you out there and you get going. You kind of get in that groove, and um, you like you say, you, you want to stay on the field just so we can kind of keep that momentum going. Cam, I'm, I'm sorry, JB. No, no, go ahead. You've been through so much. The ACL last year, the injury coming in. Uh, I know fans want to know, uh, where are you at in your comeback? Uh, or is it still a comeback? But where are you and how are you playing? Um, Well, last week, me personally, I feel like I, I played like, crap but I mean it's always room to grow um just getting back last week was my first full game back um right. so we, we just we just I'm me personally I'm still just trying to um build and you know continue to polish things and um I'm still knocking rust off but um us as a unit I think we just uh, one thing we want to do is um play clean football and that's when I say that I mean pertaining to the penalties um we we we, we hurt ourselves with a lot of penalties and um I think if we clean that up um that the sky, the sky could be the limit for what we can do on offense. I mean, sometimes penalties happen, though. I mean, it is football. You know, it's just a matter of the, the ones that you can control, right? The right. false starts and the right, things right, like right, that. Right. You know? right. And I think, um, I mean, you definitely just want to, when you're on the field, we always kind of say control what you can control, and that's what you want to do. You want to be locked in on the small things so you're not um, wasting plays, you know what I'm saying, false starts. Um, like I got a I got a touchdown call back with like a hand. Uh, uh, yes, I'm sorry, did. guys. I know you. I'm not. I, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. It's okay. Um, but yeah, man. We just. I think ultimately, when it comes to things, we need to do better. I think it's just playing more clean. Just playing clean football, so we can uh, knock those penalties out, and we can just get up and down the field. Yeah. When they wrote the rule on hands to the face, that was what they had in mind. I think that one that happened with yours on the touchdown. That was as clean of a hands to the face as I've yeah, seen. Yeah, that was that was textbook. Yeah, no, you know, we don't want to take away the aggressiveness. No, no, you were, it, we don't want to yes. take the, away the aggressiveness. I'm trying to. Robinson it, just, it, 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 it just happened. You know, <laughs> the you dominant guys, O-line play, we want to keep that. Right. Right. You guys share the same locker area. People don't know they're in the same. I, I'm sure you've gotten to know Cam a little bit. What's mm-hmm. your best question? What do you want to ask him on the air? Um, what do I want to ask Cam uh, is, is where are the trophies, man? Where, where well, are the trophies? <laughs> You know, well, let's talk about it. You know, cause. Outland Trophy, Jacobs Blocking Trophy. You know, maybe like a national championship ring from college. Just all these, all these accolades that this guy has, um. and such an empty locker. <laughs> well, why is why is this locker, locker so we can put him in there? Yeah, I mean, why why is this locker so so empty? You know, well, I want to see some of that. Where's the bling, man? Um, you're probably going to fight with my mom's about most of that because she. I mean, after we win stuff like that, I just give it to my mom. She kind of keeps it from me. Um, I don't know if that's a fight you you willing to you willing to get into with me, Chris. I'm <laughs> I take it back. I take it back. You know, I'm I'm okay with not seeing honest, that stuff. But uh, but no, it's it's uh, my mom. I mean, we I mean we got a lot of accomplishments for stuff we did in, in college, and um, my mom just my mom keeps all of it. So that's she awesome. has it at her house. Love it, man. Yeah. The only other thing that people don't know is because Cam has a corner locker on a very prominent corner in the locker room. Terrible spot. Uh, the worst spot for Cam Robinson because he's about the biggest guy on this team. Mm-hmm. And when he sits in his chair, his legs swing all the way out into the walkway where everyone has to come into the locker room. Yeah. And you either have to walk and step over him or risk bumping into him and, and not don't, having a great day. Don't want to do that. Exactly. I mean, I, man, I... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Very nice human being, but you don't want to bump into Cam Robinson. Don't I'm, do that. I'm a nice guy, man. I think you're giving off the vibes that, you know, I'm, I'm a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, turnabout's fair play. What's your question for Conley? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, man. Like this, this. Is, this is my show, two-way not street. his show. It's a two-way street. Uh, y'all should have warned me, man. Oh, it's yeah. not about joy. Sure. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> Questions for Chris. Okay. Um, Keep it clean, too. I, I'm trying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, since you got in Jack's, whoa, what's, the, what's your favorite place to eat? My favorite place yeah, to eat? I'm a food guy. Um, that's, yeah, that's a very lineman question of yeah, you. I, uh, like I think the place that I've eaten the most mm-hmm. since I've been here in Jacksonville, I spent a lot of time at the beach. 
Uh, and when I leave the beach, I feel exact. I feel very exhausted and feel like I've done a lot physically, so I can eat whatever I want. <laughs> so I spend a lot of time at Mellow Mushroom mm. on the beach because mm. uh, I just feel like you can't go wrong. Mm. And there's something in that ranch. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I try to stay. Away from uh, it might be a drug. <laughs> it might not. Uh, but I'm hooked. <laughs> now I know you got Didi into surfing, right? Mm-hmm. Any chance of getting a big man on board? Uh, I think we could, but that that would be a really big board. <laughs> a really, really, really big board. And they make boards that big. It's going to be a no for me. I'm just going <laughs> to be on his eyes. It's just no. going to be a really well, big board and a really big person on top of a really you, big board. You don't like the beach? You don't like the ocean? The surfing? The sharks? What is it? Sharks. Yeah. I wasn't. I didn't want to say it, just on, but it's the sharks. Oh dang, man! I yeah, guess I'll, I'll just, I'll I'll just keep the bottom, those sharks if away I can't from see the you. bottom of it. I don't want to swim. Whenever, take back home. whenever you go in the water, you are the visiting team. It's Remember right. that. No, every time. Remember that. Yeah, but when we go into someone else's house, we always take over. Yeah. Take <laughs> yeah. I guess. One more question. I mean, a couple more questions here, guys. Appreciate you coming on, Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, what What can Gardner Minshew not do? Right now, I mean, he's got to have the confidence in his offense wholeheartedly now. He's done pretty much everything, right? So as far as I know, Garner can't see through walls yet. (laughs) I checked uh, yesterday, and he couldn't. But I will check again tomorrow, and I'll let you guys know. Uh, But in all reality, there's this a lot of confidence around that guy uh, in this locker room and on this team. And everyone believes. And I think one of the things that adds confidence is when you can go down the field in the fourth quarter and have a game-winning drive, not only does it build confidence in your offense, yes, it builds confidence in your huddle, but it builds confidence in a defense to know that regardless of what the score is in the fourth quarter, if we get a couple stops, we're in this game and we can still win. That's huge. You you know, Cam, he was going to Bama to coach. Yeah, and it was was, we talked one day and he actually told me that. And I I had no idea. Caught, caught me completely off guard. I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> and then um, we talked about yeah. Went, um, I didn't. I had no idea. Yeah, going to like four different, four different mm-hmm. colleges or something like that. So it was it was crazy. Like his journey just to get to this point. Have you ever seen anything like this in the league? Um, a few years in the league now. Yeah, I mean, I ain't been here nuts. that long. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, I know. You're a but, um, vet, not that much of a vet. No, nah, most. I mean, this I haven't. I haven't. Um, he came. I, mean, I think what I like most about him is when he came in, he didn't blink. Um, he came in and he, he didn't he didn't flinch. Um, he had all the confidence in the world in this in his, in himself, um, and I think that that kind of showed. And you know, what I'm saying in, in the first game he was able to come in and uh, play pretty well. And um, he didn't blink, he didn't flinch, and he 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 hit it full speed ahead. All right, final thought here, guys. Coming up, Carolina Sunday, one o'clock, Bank of America Stadium in Uptown Charlotte. It's a good football team in Carolina, guys, but this is a good football team coming up in Jacksonville, too. What's your feelings about this matchup and the, and the chances here? This week is all about ignoring the outside noise. You have a team that has a dominant win on Thursday night football. You have a team that's come in here and had a fourth-quarter drive to win a game. The amount of noise and praise and smoke that's being blown at this team right now is huge. You know, an 0-2 start, you win two games. In the first quarter of the season, you made it to 500. You guys are trending in the right direction. You have to ignore the noise. This, this week is about ignoring the noise. It's about coming in, watching the tape, preparing in such a way that says, hey, you know, this team is going to give us their best shot, but we have to go out there and give our best shot because we're fighting for, we're fighting for a postseason here. We're fighting for just being consistent. Good teams are consistent. And so really just ignoring the noise, um, offensively, defensively, special teams, everyone's going to pat you on the back. But there's a lot of work that still needs to be done to get to where we want to go. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I think just kind of picking – I think, um, you know, Chris hit it, hit the nail on the head. I just piggy, piggybacking off what he said. I think it's just kind of, you know, staying locked in on what we need to stay locked in on. Um, it's going to be a lot of talk. Like Chris said, starting off 0-2, um, coming back, getting two, you know, two, two big wins for us. And um, – Everybody's on the outside, kind of like patting you on the back, telling you, you know, what I'm saying how good you're becoming and how how much we're turning in the right direction. I think um, once you start to listen to that, that's kind of when complacency—not really complacency, but I mean that's 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 what it is. It kind of starts to set in. So I think it's kind of in my in our mind, like we haven't done anything yet. We just want to keep keep chopping wood and and keep building on what we have done. Love and it. a good pass rushing team, right? Oof. Oh no, most definitely a good defense in general. Yes, yeah, a good defense, a not very just a good, good defense. Well, this is going to be, in my opinion, the best defense we've yeah, faced thus far. Definitely.
Tough challenge coming up this Sunday, 1 o'clock. Guys, good to see you. Good luck to you, Cam. Good to see you. Appreciate thanks for coming thank in, man. Yep. Guys, thank Chris, you. Chris, good to see you. Uh, thanks for coming on your show today. Thanks for having us. Thank you for allowing me to be here I'll on the helmet on. my show. <laughs> it's his show. He can do whatever he wants with that helmet. Right. Damn, right. Flip the table. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one, guys. For John Ogier, our entire crew, I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll see you next time. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group and the Jaguars Digital Network.